Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Positive Pessimist Podcast. It's Wrestling Wednesday. My guest today is Ryan McCracken. Ryan McCracken got uh, second at state as a senior. He got third as a junior. As a sophomore, he beat a guy named Kevin Stewart, who was one of the best in Kansas history, as far as I'm concerned. And the thing about Ryan is that he did not start wrestling until he was a freshman in high school. And I'm literally looking forward to talking to him. He's one of those guys that I used to go and watch with Derek Lane. And I was just amazed by this guy. He looked like Randy Macho Man Savage <laughs> in a smaller frame. Um, he was always tan and he had this great hair. And uh, I just always thought he was a total stud. And he was also teammates with Brian Roberts, another guy that I really looked up to when I was a kid. And uh, great guy. I got to uh, talk to him a couple years ago at one of my stand-up shows. And I'm really looking forward to talking to him. Um, I'm all fired up this morning. Um Last night we hit 10,000 subscribers on the channel, and I'm excited about that, and I hope it just keeps growing, and it's my stand-up and wrestling, and if you enjoy these podcasts, do us a favor and and subscribe to the channel if you have not, and tell your friends about it, because we would love it to keep growing, and uh, yeah, a lot of good things are happening, I'm not going to talk about them all right now, but uh, a lot of great things are happening, and uh, I'm fired up this morning, so hopefully I'll let Ryan talk. <laughs> I appreciate all of you guys, and let's bring in Ryan McCracken. So I wanted to ask you real quick about uh, your kids. Are they athletes as well? Um, I have two uh, two daughters that are older. They were great dancers in cheerleading. And then uh, my son is actually doing the two opposite sports from what I did. So he's kind of doing baseball and basketball, which I never did, obviously because of the height barrier, and I sucked. <laughs> Yeah, but he's really good at that. I tried to get him into wrestling and football. He's just not digging it right now. So we'll see. Yeah. How old is he now? He's 10. Okay. Well, he's turned 10. I got to tell you, I don't I don't want to put too much pressure on the kid, but he's set up for success with the name Sullivan McCracken. It's a pretty cool name, isn't it? Dude, it's awesome. How did you uh how did you decide on that name? Uh funny. So we were going to name Sullivan after my grandfather and then my wife's father. And there's two, really three names that probably don't go with McCracken real well. I always wonder when people give their kids names, are they setting them up for success or failure? So my wife's uh, father's name who passed away, his name was Jack. So Jack McCracken just didn't really, it doesn't resonate that well. And then my grandfather's name was Phil, Phil McCracken. And then the only other name is really Harry McCracken. So we went away from that, and we went with Sullivan Thomas. Thomas is my grandfather's middle name, so it just it worked. Okay. Well, yeah, Sully McCracken, dude, is, uh, I mean, I can, I can just hear it, Sullivan McCracken on the mound, you know. <laughs> I don't know what he plays. Is he a pitcher? Yeah, he's playing, he's playing pitcher. He's playing a um, little bit of second base and third, and he's hitting the ball really well. And he's just, he's digging it, man. He loves it. And we got him doing some youth development kind of CrossFit for kids. You know, so he does that a couple days a week. Now he's in basketball. We get in some hitting lessons, but uh, yeah, man, he's loving it right now. So it's it's exciting to watch him get excited about that type of stuff. You know? Yeah. So did you? Am I right in that you didn't start wrestling until your freshman year of high school? Yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't. I, I wrestled a little bit in the eighth grade, but only kind of a few matches. And then in ninth grade it was my first full year. And really, what happened, ironically because you talked to Ross, and I think I actually did gymnastics maybe with his wife back in the day at a place called McCracken Gymnastics. Okay. Ironically. No relationship. 
but they were in Olathe, Kansas. They didn't move to Paola. But I did that for like eight or nine years. And my I was just stronger than everybody, you know, just from doing gymnastics. Yeah. And I would literally just double leg people, not know what the hell I was doing, and just ride them out and then double leg. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't have any skill or technique, but because of gymnastics for nine years, I was just so much stronger than everybody else at that age. Yeah. Which obviously it, it fell away pretty quickly. But yeah, so... <laughs> Yeah, you know, in in some of our messages back and forth, you know, you're really modest about your your own career as far as your high school career and everything. And to me, I'm like, dude, you beat uh, Kevin Stewart and you tied Gonsman or tied Sonny Fight and you beat Andy Ross and I'm sure there's other guys that I'm missing. But I, I, was it your sophomore year that you beat? I don't want to get ahead of myself because I wanted to ask about your freshman year also, but. Was it your sophomore year that you beat Kevin Stewart? I think so. So I think it was the first match of the season. You know, and Sonny Fight had just come off being a state champion the year prior. He was always a year ahead of me. Him and Aiken were a year ahead of me, and Roberts and those guys were a year younger, so I was right in the middle with, like, Gons. Um, but I think Sonny came off a state championship year, and here I was, just some knucklehead, right? I mean, in the ninth grade, I won Kid State and then was lucky enough to get on the high school team. They kind of plugged me in, and I placed it a couple – deals but i remember wrestling at bishop miege and eric aiken just grabbing me picking me up over his head and running around like i was a clown and i was like i'll never let that happen to me again it was the most embarrassing thing so i practiced a lot roberts and i over the summer that type of stuff and then the first match of the season i think it was at turner and bishop miege came into our house and i tied sunny which made me feel really good and then I had a really shitty sophomore year in my season. So that was kind of the highest point for me, you know, and it went downhill from there. The rest of your sophomore year didn't go that great? No, I think um, I think I probably lost like five five or six matches maybe, but I think it was my junior year when I beat Stewart, and I just could never get past Sonny. You know, we were in the finals of most tournaments, although Stewart did come back and beat me the next time, so it was kind of a one-and-one deal. Um, but yeah, so I think it was my or my junior year that I wrestled uh, Stewart and just kept be, getting beat by Sonny. So l- let me rewind a second. You you started as a freshman and you didn't wrestle. You 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 won Kid State like after the season was over and then you could start wrestling kids again. So basically, your first year of wrestling, you won Kid State. Yeah, yeah. I was fourteen years old in ninth grade because I graduated. I was young. I graduated when I was a senior. Um, and it was fun because it's funny because a lot of the people you hear the names of, I wrestled Jared Nudaboom in the semifinals at Kid State, right? And he went to 6'5", I stayed at 5'6", kind of the inverse there, lucky Jared. And then I remember, man, I wrestled a kid in the finals, coolest name in the world, his name was Tiger Lowmaster. Oh, yeah. Like, how cool is that? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. So anyways, yeah, I started as a freshman and I got better over time, just wrestling with Roberts, those types of things. Dude, you are so modest. As a first-year wrestler, Tiger Lowmaster, when we were kids, was the absolute shit. I mean, he beat, he was like a seven-time kid state champion or something. And, you know, it was fun for me, especially when I talk to Kansas guys, is I go to this website where you can see all the results from 3A all the way through 6A. And I was seeing all these names that I hadn't seen forever. And 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 his real name is Daryl Lowmaster. And... And he, uh, I don't think he ever won high school state. He got second and third like every year. Um, really? Yeah, but there, you know, especially in five A, dude. Five A was a really tough 
place to win state, in my opinion, because there were there were so you know Arc City and Bishop Miege and um, you know people people often think the bigger class is better, uh, but that's not necessarily true, uh, especially in Kansas. Um, yeah. So so was that your who was your first big win in high school? Um, you know what, and it's funny you say that because now I'm going back. My my junior, it was my sophomore year that I beat Kevin Stewart. Because then as a junior, it was always Gons and I. We never wrestled each other, but Gons, that's when I placed third and Gons placed second and lost to Dan Allison from Great Bend. So, yeah, you were right. It was Sunny Fight and then Kevin Stewart that year. Uh, my first big win probably would have been Kevin Stewart. Okay. You know, but for me, that Sunny Fight tie was a big deal. Yeah. Because he was a big fish at a big school. Well, you know? and I wanted to ask you about that. Were your teammates, especially Brian Roberts, were they like, do you realize what you just did, or did you already know? We did. We were just ready to go to Christie's Tasty Queen afterwards and get an ice <laughs> cream and a Coke line. Like, no one knew what the hell was going on. You know, I mean, honestly, back at Turner, I think, and I'll, I'll, I'll give it to Brian, man. Brian really started that wrestling tradition at Turner because we weren't that good before. We had a ton of kids here and there that would do some things, but never, you know, statewide. But uh, Brian really got some people excited about wrestling and got that program moving in the right direction. Yeah. So, yeah, no one no one really knew. I mean, my coach did. He was excited, but no one else had any clue. What about Brian? Was he was Did he make a big deal out of it? I think he might have uh, okay. said, hey, good job. <laughs> I mean, you've met Brian, right? I mean, it's not rainbows and butterflies and hugs and kisses. He may have looked at me and just did this or something. I, and he was my best friend, so yeah. but that's the most I got out of him. But, yeah, I'm sure he was excited for me. Yeah, what what kind of teammate was Brian? The best teammate you could ask for, man. He was, and I'd love to say that I was the hardest working person in that room, but he was. I would say he, he edged me out a little bit, but, uh, yeah, he was fun. You know, we didn't wrestle a lot together because he'd go with the heavier group and I'd go with the, the lighter groups in practice, so we'd kind of separate and run those as captains or whatever, but... He just worked so hard, Tim, and he was just so naturally blessed. And not only just in wrestling, but going all the way back to, like, baseball and kids' baseball. I remember, because we went to separate schools, but I remember he was a year younger, and that kid was hitting dingers, like, at 10, 11 years old, right? Yeah. He was just naturally, like, Matt Hughes, Farmstrong. And he was good at every sport that he did, and he was amazing. Not only is it my quarterback, but also in the wrestling room. He just worked really hard, you know, and we were the ones that were going out after practice and running extra and working out extra, you know, when you weren't, that's what it takes. I'd love to say be a champion, but I was never champion, <laughs> but that's what it takes. Yeah, you, you were a champion, dude. Um, he said that you were the best athlete in the school. Hey, he's no liar. He's no liar. <laughs> yeah. No, you know what, man, I was, I was just fast. I was quick. I was kind of fast twitched and I was, um, you know, in football, honestly, I think I was a better football player than I was wrestler. I just, you know, I'm Tyree kill size without any of the, the gifts that he has, but, uh, yeah, I was, I was okay. That's nice of him to say. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I always looked up to Roberts and, and yourself. Do you remember Derek Lane? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Derek Lane quite well. Um, good kid. You were real close with him, right? Kid, we were, we were inseparable. Yeah, he was he was a good cat. Brian introduced me to him uh, because Brian's family was close to the lanes as well. You know, so I, I spent a ton of time with Roberts and his family, although I don't think his dad, Lloyd, liked me that much. But that's fine. We hit out in the basement a lot. Um, but yeah, Derek Lane was a cool cat, man. So you and Brian never wrestled in practice. 
and you hung out a lot. He wanted me, I asked him last night if he had any questions and he wanted to tell this story on my podcast, but he forgot. Mm -hmm. Can you think about when you guys um, saw a friend get murdered in front of you? Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm sure he let you know a little bit about Turner. Great place to, to grow up. Um, it was rough, right? It was it was a tough area, and I think that's where Ryan cut his cut his teeth and his hands and his knees and everything else, you know, kind of in fighting and whatnot. But yeah, so we used to kind of hang out a couple different places. A place called Matney Park back in the day, and then a place called the Cliffs in high school. And we were all hanging out at the Cliffs one night. And what happened? And I think. You probably know this now, but everybody wanted a piece of Brian, right? I mean, and this dude was 17 years old. It didn't matter if they were 40 and just won the golden gloves. They knew his name and they were coming after him. So these guys all came up and they were, we're 17, 16 year old kids, um, probably having a few pops, whatever on the cliffs. And they were local Turner guys that were older, like 30 came up, kind of started some stuff. Um, then our friends started beating their ass. Right. So then they ran across the street. We thought they were taking off like everybody's giving each other high fives and hugs. And then they come back with guns and they start shooting at everybody. And I remember back in the day I had this real sweet ride. It was a Camaro and my license plates that my mom got me. It was Rye Rye, R-O-I, R-O-I. Um, yeah, super cool. And but I remember Brian and I, they just started shooting. So we kind of turned and got out and went behind my car and got under it. And after they left, I remember my license plate had like seven bullet holes in it. So luckily, Brian and I got out and there, let's just say there was 15 or 20 people there. And then our, uh, our good friend Alvin Johnson got shot. And I just remember it was one of the most devastating things I've ever seen in my life. You know, one of our friends tried to give him mouth to mouth and it was just it was over. And the police came right away and said, your friend's gone. And then we had to testify and it was just a whole mess. But I mean, I don't want to say that was a slow Tuesday growing up, but like that kind of stuff. I'm sure you've been in Turner. It was uh, it was rough if you walk in the wrong area and people didn't like you. You know, you know, I was I, I remember you if you I don't know if you watched the podcast I did with Brian, but I told him that when we were younger, I used to I used to avoid confrontations in the Turner area because they if, if somebody saw you in their area and didn't know you, they wanted to kick your ass. Like I remember being on the payphone once. My mom lived over off Metropolitan, and I remember being on the payphone. And these kids coming by and trying to start shit with me. And um, I remember jogging one time in the park. This was after I graduated high school. I'm jogging in uh, the park. Was it Pearson? It may have been. I don't know. Gotcha. Kids being like, you're not from Turner, are you, pussy? And I'm like, I'm just trying to jog, man. That's why they knew you weren't from Turner, because you were exercising. That's the whole deal, dude. You gave yourself away. You couldn't just stay in the house and run stairs. Like, seriously. <laughs> You know, but hey, people knew me in Turner and they still wanted to beat me up. Like, I can't tell you how many, the only way I would have lost a fight at Turner is if they caught me running around the edge of a corner because I was that fast. I just didn't, all my buddies loved to fight and I just wasn't a fighter. You know, I didn't do it. Yeah, Eric was always telling me about what a stud Brian was as far as fighting and all that stuff. And uh, uh, yeah, I, I was, so that was just the thing in Turner. They just liked to fight, right? They did. And, and again, I think it's uh, it's gotten a lot better because I know a lot of friends that are still living there and it's turned into a great area and it's a great high school and it's much better than we were there. But, you know, sometimes you got to go through the bad to get to the good. Um, but yeah, no, Brian was uh, you know, it's it's funny. So this is a funny story. So my brother graduated and, and we lived right off Metropolitan, too. 
Yeah, back in the day. So I'm assuming we live by your mom. Thanks for coming by. Um, but I remember Brian came to my brother's graduation, man. And he's so funny. He was, a, I think he's at Wartburg at the time, right? Probably was a, already an All-American at Wartburg. And all of a sudden out of nowhere, we're in our garage and the cement floor. And he goes, Damon is my brother. Damon, come here. Get on top of me. Like he lays on his back. And that's when UFC started to get cool, right? When you could fight from your back. But no one else was doing it before then. So Brian was cool like UFC before UFC was really there. But I remember he told my brother, like he was laying on his back, get on top of me. And he did, you know, all kinds of stuff. Put my brother in a sleeper hold. And it was my brother's graduation. I think he was out for half of it because Brian, I mean, he just choked him out. (laughs) But it was great. We're all laughing, you know, and then five years later, Brian missed his UFC calling by about five years because he would have been amazing because he was a great boxer and he had his hands. He's only five, eight, I'm five, six, but he had hands and knuckles the size of Brock Lesnar. They're huge. And he was kind of the first punch guy. And I saw him beat people up that were six foot five, six foot six and not skinny people that like to fight. He was just tough, man. You know, yeah, he was tough. And, and I, I, I can still see him in his, in his, in his singlet, you know, just being like, just a, just a freaking beast, man. I mean, I, I was surprised that he was, when he told me he was 5'8", I was like, really? You seem like you're like 5'4 to me because he was just so freaking yoked. Um, so, yeah, I going back to, he also wanted me to ask a story, tell us, you to tell a story about, he said that you guys ran out of gas and had to sprint a few miles to a, to the police station or something. Does that ring a bell? Man, I don't, that might not have been me. Roberts is losing it. No, it could have been, probably. I mean, I could never do that today, right? I can't even walk two miles, rather less sprint. It was probably a good workout, man. I have no idea. Like, he knows he's really good with all these stories. You know, like I did. I mean, of course, I watch your podcast. And he's a really good storyteller. You know, I mean, he's just, but I don't remember that story at all. So, going back to wrestling, uh, what do you remember about your match with Kevin Stewart? Um, that, that I beat him really good the first time. And... I lateral dropped him a ton. And then the next time he beat me and that made me really mad. So uh, the other thing I remember is he was, I was taller than him and he was the first guy I was ever taller than that I wrestled. And that made me feel really good about myself, (laughs) you know, because Sonny fight was like six foot two or six foot one. And Kevin Stewart came up to here on me and I loved that. So he was just a block of muscle, you know, just a stocky down to the earth, low gravity, um, and it's funny because I remember Gons telling me, because Gons, you know, wrestled kids his whole life. And we used to be, all of us used to be close with the Miege guys because we used to go there for freestyle. Like I love Coach Al Price, you know, their coach at Miege. He's one of the best coaches ever. He was awesome. But we'd go wrestle on that Eastern uh, Kansas freestyle team stuff. So Gons told me a couple moves that Kevin did, you know, kind of strategizing before the match. And damned if he didn't try it and I didn't fall for it. So that helped. So did you only wrestle twice, you and Kevin? Yeah, twice. Um, and I don't know why that is, but yeah, we only wrestled twice. And yeah, of course I beat him in a tournament and then went to the finals and got beat by Sonny. Story of my life. Story of my life. How many times did you and Sonny wrestle then? I don't even know. Honestly, if you want to make me cry, ask me again. I have no idea. Let's just say four, Tim. Fine, four. But he beat me. Besides the tying part, he beat me every time. And they weren't, I mean, they weren't blowouts. I mean, they were pretty close, but Sonny was just a great wrestler, you know, and he was, he was so much bigger than I was. And just, he was, I was muscular, but he was pretty muscular for being as tall as he was. I don't know how, 
he got down to that weight, but he was uh, he was a stud. He was a 98-pounder the year he won it, and I don't know how the hell that guy made 98 pounds because he looked like he weighed 120 out there. Well, I had heard the, the, the weighing guy was his stepfather, I think. I'm not sure. I don't, like, don't call me on that. I'm just saying, I think. <laughs> uh, you're funny, dude. Um, so your sophomore year at State, did you, did you, did you, did you, did you get in place, right? I didn't. I don't know if I made it to state, Tim, to be honest with you, my sophomore year. I don't think I did. Um, yeah, I don't think I did make it to state, which shows you that. I mean, in just wrestling with Brian and those Miege guys at the freestyle club, I got a lot better. But, you know, the funny thing is, if I would have kept my mentality of like when I came out of gymnastics and moved right into wrestling because I just didn't give a shit. And I I didn't ever stop because in gymnastics, you think wrestling takes a lot. I mean, as far as endurance and that type of stuff, uh, try to do gymnastics, man. I mean, it's no joke. So I just never got tired and I was go, go, go. And again, I beat people that I should have never beat off being stronger and just never quitting, you know, and then I think I got too big for my britches and just tried to get too fancy and cute and just lost some matches. I probably should have never lost that type of thing. Well, we've all got those stories. That's why wrestling is, is, is great. Um, did you wrestle in Kent State that year then, your sophomore year? No, I was too old. So I think the oldest you could wrestle in Kent State was 14, and that was my last year, right? I think 14, it was like 14 and under was Kent State, and that was it. I thought they had a 16 and under back then too, but you just – Oh, shit, I would have been a three-timer. I had no idea. I wish I knew that. I wish I knew that. <laughs> I'd have been – you'd have been talking to a three-timer right now instead of some JV dude. Like – I'm, I'm watching Nick Perler and Olympic champions and – like, is this, is this called your JV squad? Like, is this what this is? You're moving to JV. Oh, man. I, I told you, you know, I've, I've talked to some great dudes on here as far as like, you know, Mark Schultz was probably the biggest deal that I've talked to. Um, but the stories is what I love, you know? And, and like I said, you know, you went in kid state as a freshman and beating Tiger Lowmaster and Jared Nudaboom. It's huge to me. I mean, I, it pisses me off almost like, man, this guy was so freaking good right out of the gate. And, and I don't, I don't know if you fully realize how freaking good you were. Um, because I remember going to those EKLs and being like, uh, you know, I told you once that you're one of the guys I looked up to because you were freaking ripped. You looked like a, like a smaller version of Randy Macho Man Savage. You had this great hair. Did you go tanning? I have to know. Did you go tanning? hundred percent, man. Uh, used to go tanning, used to love it. Totally dug it. Um, God, what was the name of that? I don't know. It was over by a place. Our friends used to own this place over off like by Don Chilitos. If you remember that Don Chilitos back in the day, it was called Italian delight, but right next to there was this tanning place. And like all the Turner people would go there. So yeah, I was tanning all the time. Yeah. I was, I mean, I'm, I'm Irish, you know, so I, I get burnt really easily, but I would tan all the time. Yeah. I, I went tanning my senior year too. I remember, uh, because during wrestling, it's winter time. You're you're starving yourself, so you look like you're about to die anyway. Um, so yeah, I'm not knocking you for it. I just thought it was. Uh, I was like, man, this guy's always tan and yeah, that great yeah. hair, and you're just a freaking stud, man. Um, so your senior year, so you, okay, your junior year, you got third. Um, tell me about that state tournament. What do you remember? Yeah, I will. And before I do, I mean, so am I on here for my tan and my hair? 
Cause I had a mullet, bro. Like it was a mullet. Like, I'm not even kidding. My mom used to do hair and she would curl the back of my hair with curlers and give me a perm so I could have a, a true mullet, right? Clean on top, dirty on the bottom. So, but I appreciate that's a great compliment. Uh, so thank you. So third, um, yeah. So what happened is at regionals, Gons and I, and it was the first time we were supposed to meet up. We never had a chance to wrestle. Gons and I were in the finals, but the week before, man, I twisted my ankle and that, and I'm sure you've done it before, but my ankle, I mean, I'm a tiny guy, but my ankle was about that big. It was purple. I had a brace on it. I could hardly tie it because between the brace and it being swollen and I made it to the finals and it was at Bishop Miege and it sucks because there's one, I, I don't know if I could have beat Gons on my best day. I think it would have been a great match, but two, there's no way I could have beat him with the shitty ankle. So talk to coach price, you know, Al and my coach, and they're just like, Hey man, you're going to be in a good spot at state. You're fine. You know, you'll be number three. Cause you had Dan Allison Gons and then, you know, me. So I didn't wrestle in the regionals. And then I went to, uh, to state and kind of worked my way up through the semifinals. Dan, I think I lost three to two, which made me feel good on a shitty ankle because honestly it was a lot of defense. I wasn't going crazy by any means. And then it made me feel really good when he'd be gone. So that was really the icing on the cake for me. But yeah, I think I wrestled some guy named Kurt Schmidt from Cape and Mount Carmel for third and fourth. And he was pissed because I was playing defense a lot, but I wasn't stalling. I was doing what I needed to, but man, I had a, my ankle, it was, it was painful, man. It was big. So that, that kind of sucks. I really would have liked to kind of given Gons my best. And I think it would have been a different story, at least at state. It would have been fun to, to wrestle in the finals with him. You never got to wrestle Gons. Mm-mm. No, we practice a lot um, at, at BH for the freestyle Kansas team. We were in that small little practice room all together. You know, um, it would be Gons and I and uh, some other kids, and you'd have Aiken and Roberts and Paul Kramer and Kevin Clem down on the other side. Um, but, man, that, that was fun. Those were fun days. Lots of good people in that room. Yeah, it's one of my biggest regrets that I didn't wrestle. You know, like we had a weird home life without getting into all that, but I, I didn't. I didn't wrestle much freestyle. I was pretty good at it when I was younger. I won the Southern Plains Regional, and then I just never really did it again. Um, so I, I regret that a lot, you know, not being around those guys. And, and uh, there's so many studs in that room that you just named, you know, all the people you just said and Biles and uh, – Hodges. Biles and Hodges were in there. And you just have everybody bringing kids from Quentin Hammontree, who actually – he's in Blue Valley now, but they bring all these kids from everywhere, right, just to wrestle at – at me age. And it, you're right. It was cool. But Southern Plains is a pretty tough tournament. If you won that hats off to you. Well, I was just a kid, but I, I wish that I had continued doing it beyond, uh, beyond what I did. Um, and I also regret wrestling Greco. Did you ever wrestle Greco? I did. Uh, I did it at cadet nationals in Warrensburg. And I think I got DQ'd cause I just kept wanting to wrestle freestyle. I just was, I could, you know, I mean, I'm kind of, uh, my, my deal is I used to love to take people down and let them up and take and spread them where Roberts, as soon as he got on top of you, uh, your night's over, he's pinning you. And I would just, I get out there and just, if I could just take him down and let him up. That's what was fun for me. Um, so the Greco thing was tough because I was always wanting to do different throws or, you know, trips with the legs and stuff. So got in trouble. How about you? Did you do it? And it's, again, one of my biggest regrets because almost everything I did was upper body. Like, I didn't have very good leg attacks, but I had, like, good – I could I could, uh, I could headlock just about anybody at one time and, and hip toss them and, and that kind of thing. I was really good at getting five-point moves, but it was all from the upper body. Or if I shot in, um, 
I would do like dumps and that kind of thing. But I, I, I can probably count the number of times I shot on a leg and got a takedown that way, like uh, maybe five or 10 times my whole freaking life. It was always off of their shot or something else. But um, so I, I kind of regret not doing that, especially now that I'm friends with. Uh, that's one of the coolest things about this is some of the people I'm friends with now. Like I'm friends with Dennis Hall. Like we actually talk on the phone. You know, one of the best, the, in my eyes, the best Greco-Roman wrestler U.S. has ever had. Um, so, I, anyway, I, I totally Of course, he's on, he's on your speed dial. So, of course, he's the best. That makes total sense. I'm kidding. That guy's a stud. You know, and I will tell you, in all seriousness, man, I really like what you're doing here because it is fun. You know, because, I mean, when, you, when you're good at sports and you invest a lot of time, it's fun to go and, like you said, hear the stories. So, the fact that you take time out of your day because, one, I know you're busy, two – your wife and your son, right. Or that's the center of your earth or your world and you're doing a comedy thing. So the fact that you one, I know setting up time with people isn't easy and then to prep and get ready and take an hour and get people on the horn. So it's really cool that you're doing this. It's kind of fun to watch. So congrats. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's coming along and, and, and it's mainly, I just love, like when I, when I was looking at the names last night, I'm like, God, there's so many people I would like to talk to that, you know, like I never knew you and when I was younger, you were about four years older than me and I never knew you. I just was like, that's McCracken, you know, like from a distance. Um, so it's just really freaking cool to me. Your senior year of high school is when you started wrestling Andy Ross, right? Yeah. And we, again, we only saw each other twice, you know, which is crazy, but I think I beat him at regionals and then in state he had my number and got me. It was really mad. He, uh, he told me the story about how, you know, because you beat him pretty good at regionals. Um, and then and then he told me that him and his dad, like, devised a plan to wrestle you. Um, and and you had a great state finals match. I, I, don't, I don't think I was there. I don't think I watched it. But I know it was tied going into the third period. But rewinding a little bit, did you have other guys your senior year that, that were – was it just you and Andy? Or were there other guys that you remember for studs? Um, well, first of all, Andy pulled on my mullet. So he should have been DQ'd. That's bullshit. Let's just get that out of the way. No, I'm kidding. I love Andy, man. As soon as we moved, we moved back to Kansas and Stillwell here in Blue Valley four years ago, connected with Andy. He took my son and my wife out to Hillsdale Lake. We did some fishing, had one of the best days since we've been here. It was awesome. Super cool cat. Love him to death. Um, but, you know, I, I lost kind of a fluke match to some kid. I don't remember his name. Uh, he was like from Topeka Seaman. And I probably beat him five times previously, you know, and for whatever reason, I just, I had a really, really off day, you know, and I shouldn't have, cause I should have went into state undefeated, but um, no, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I'm trying to think besides Andy, I think there was a kid from Bonner named Brian Thompson. He might've been a state champion eventually. Um, I had him and then, Oh, I beat, I don't know if I beat Landon. So I actually six degrees of separation coming back to Eric Aiken beat a kid named Landon Richardson who then beat Eric Aiken his senior year which was a big upset. So that made me feel a little good about myself. Um, but yeah, I don't, you know, there wasn't anybody like that. I was, I don't think anybody from me, really, you look at me age, you know, and there was no one like, I think, I don't know if Colin McKee was my age or not, but you had Gons, he was in a different weight bracket and it was kind of Gons and I were the only ones left, I think around that area. So no, there was, there was no one that I was really worried about. I don't think that really, I had a ton of tough matches as a senior. Yeah, you brought up some names just then that uh, Brian Thompson, you know, I was uh, another good thing about it, why I was hard to beat was I was like impossible to turn. 
and Brian Thompson is one of the only guys that ever put me on my back when I was in kids. Um, I think he'd be like five to nothing. Like I, the stuff I remember is crazy, but he was, he was good. He ended up, he won state, I think as a, as a, in 92. Um, and he beat me once in high school when I was a freshman. And then you also brought up the name Landon Richardson who beat Eric Aiken. Um, and Eric in defense of him had a, uh, had a messed up ankle when they, when he got beat by him. Yeah. He just had an off day. And I remember beating Landon as I think might've been his junior, which at the time wasn't a big deal. He was good. He wrestled at Schlegel. Um, but then when he beat Eric, but you're right, he was, Eric just had a terribly off day. There's no reason you should have ever lost. I was at that tournament. I believe it was in Miege, was it not? Or Schlegel. It either, or Schlegel. It was in Miege or Schlegel, I thought. Yeah. And my brother, my brother was, was really freaking good, but he was very rarely eligible. And his sophomore year, he wrestled Landon in that tournament in the semis and got beat 10 to 8. And my brother never lost a match that he thought he should have lost. He was always, he got screwed. Uh, <laughs> which is part of what made him good. But yeah. I remember him just being just adamant about him getting screwed in that match, and he would have had Aiken in the finals. Um, so I don't know how that would have turned out. But, uh, yeah, it's funny. Well, hold on. So I beat somebody that beat your brother too? Uh, Holy shit, this thing's getting better. Thank you. Now I'm having fun. And you beat Landon. He was a stud then too because he got third that year. And then he got second the year. The, the year he beat Eric, he was undefeated going into the finals and got beat by a guy named Maurice Gatewood. Um, yeah. Gatewood was a, from Wichita, right? Or something like that. Yeah. He came to one of my shows and I'm not a tall guy. And I bet Maurice came up to my collarbone. I mean, you talk about a, a short, stocky freaking dude. Kevin Stewart size. Yeah. man. Take that part out. Cause I like Kevin. Take that part out. <laughs> There's a lot of names out there. Do you still see Kevin Stewart? You know, man, we connected. So when I got here, um, connected, you know, like with him and he reached out, I reached out and we're going to have him over one night, just kind of on our deck, overlooking the, the lake in the backyard there. And I don't know, he kind of, he had some stuff come up, I think, and he couldn't make it, but I would have loved to kind of break bread with him and have a drink or whatever, but uh, just didn't happen. So. Well, you know, uh, maybe, maybe someday you can still uh, hang out with him. Um, so I, I wanted to ask you about, so your senior year, you you beat Andy pretty good in the regional finals, right? What do you remember about that? Man, I, do, I don't. I remember he was really good. You know, I mean, I hadn't seen – and again, even though I had gotten beat, that was just a fluke. I mean, it happens. I mean, I'll, I'll take Jimmy, your brother. I shouldn't have got beat. That was not my fault. No, it was completely my fault. It's all on my shoulders. Um, but I remember Andy was really, really good. He was the best competition I had faced, obviously, all year in the very last tournament before state. And just knowing that I would probably see him in the finals if we both did our jobs correctly. And then he kicked my ass. So he was a good wrestler, man. He was, his hips were really good. I couldn't, I couldn't throw him. It was hard to take him down. Um, and honestly, I don't remember exactly how our first match went and how, if I beat him badly or, or not, but um, he, he was a good wrestler. I think he, wasn't he a two-timer? He got third as a sophomore, and then he won as a junior, and then his senior year he didn't have a very good tournament. But he's the one that told me that that you beat him. He said it was like I think he said it was thirteen to four or nine to four or something like that. So it wasn't super close. Uh, and then you know you say you got your ass kicked, but what do you remember about about state? Who did you wrestle besides that? Do you remember? Um, I think I wrestled uh, is it Brett Gottlieb from Arc City, super nice guy. 
Like I'm friends with him on Facebook. One of the sweetest salt of the earth people you'll ever meet. But I think, it, I think I wrestled Brett. I think I wrestled Brett maybe in the tournament as a senior. He was from Ark City. So I never really wrestled a lot of people from Ark City. You know, poor Brian. You cut them out and he's like a three-time state champion. Holy shit. Um, but uh, I think Chad Beeson once, because my RO coach told me this recently, like a, a year ago, he said that Chad Beeson said that Brian was the best wrestler to never win state. You know, which is huge props because Beeson and Hernandez brothers, those guys were studs. So the fact that he even put him, I don't know if it was an article maybe that someone wrote, but that was nice sentiments. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. And I've said before I started doing these podcasts, I'm like, Brian Roberts is by far the best guy to ever um, wrestle in Kansas that didn't win a state title because he ran into uh, Hernandez was, uh, Brian said that he was one of the best wrestlers but he said he was the best high school wrestler he'd ever seen. And his freshman year, uh, he said he got teched by him. And I, it just blows my mind that anybody could tech Paul Robert. Um, and Hernandez also teched. I think he teched or beat the beat Jay Verdict by like 14 points. Yeah. Um, well, he was just a man among boys. Um, so, yeah, Brian is actually absolutely uh, the best guy I've ever in, in my eyes. I can't think of anybody that would have been that would have been better uh, that didn't win it. Um, so then what do you remember about the state finals with Andy? Um, I think he put me on my back. I think I got cocky and he put me on my back and I was really mad because I didn't get put on my back a lot. I mean, just like you probably, I mean, if you, again, if you're going to be a state champion and be 31 and one or 31 and oh, you just, that's just not something that should happen, you know, no matter how good they are, but in my opinion, but yeah, I do remember he put me on and I think it was the very end that he got it. So I don't know if it was a five point move or not, but it was all over then. Yeah, so. I think he said that it was tied going into the fourth period and or third period. It was tied four to four going into third period. And then he lateraled you or something. And it was like 30 seconds left. And he said he remembers just just being like, I'm not going to let him off his back. Like that was his, his thought process. Uh, and that's how the match ended. But did they have overtime back then? Was it overtime? I don't know. Did he pay you to ask these questions? I'm just curious. Like he does a lot of fishing. Is he sending you trout like that? That burns a little bit. That stings. I think I threw the old VCR VHS tape away of the state finals with Andy. Like I burned it at a bonfire one night, probably drinking bourbon angry. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm sure they had overtime. I don't remember what it's not like I was going in it with him anyway. So I don't remember what the rules were in it. Yeah, but I, it was tied going into the third period. Was that, uh, was that super hard for you to, to deal with when, when that, after that was over? Yeah. You know, it was, I mean, a lot of it was, um, man, I mean, just kind of like being from Turner and we hadn't had a state champion and I was so close and I just beat the dude the week before, you know, and you can say all you want, but man, being a state champion, that's something to hang your hat on. You know, it's really cool to be able to just, you're in an elite group. You know, what is Jerry Seinfeld talks about the guy who takes first in the hundred yard dash and the guy who takes second. Everybody remembers this guy. No one remembers that guy. Right. Like point like no one remembers the guy that takes second and third. So I was really disappointed. Um, but, you know, I, I had worked hard to get there. I know how hard I worked and he was just he was better that day. Yeah. Well, he was a hell of a wrestler, dude. I mean, he started when he was like seven and uh, him and my brother had some had some good matches. And uh, yeah, Andy was always good. Um, so, you know, again, I can't emphasize this enough that, you know, uh, I mean, I'm glad I want to stay title, but the guys that you beat and that era that you were in from 19 up to 30, 
there were so many studs. I mean, uh, Scott Calabrea. Did you ever wrestle him? Um, where was he from? from? The name the name rings a bell. Let's just let's just say I beat him. Sure, go ahead. Who else? <laughs> Heights, and I remember he was real tall and rangy. And yeah, I did beat that guy, but I beat him as a junior in a tournament. He was like six foot four, yeah. just real lanky, right? He had arms, I don't know, for days. And he would shoot, he would grab your ankle from across the mat. I do remember, I think I wrestled him if he was from Shawnee. I think Shawnee Heights was like red and white or something goofy. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that, that EKL again, it was so tough. Like, uh, I remember going and I don't know, remember what year it was, but I think maybe your sophomore year, because I remember being surprised that you weren't in the finals, like you had gotten third. And I think it was Calabria and Stewart in the finals. Um, I don't know. I get them confused, but I, I remember being like, man, this tournament is so tough. Like this Kansas tournament is so freaking tough. And I wish that Kansas had a D1 program because I think Wichita should get a, a program because there are so many good wrestlers that just don't really have anywhere to go. I mean, you can go Juco or D2 or D3, um, but I really wish they had a, a D1 program. I think there's so much talent in Kansas uh, that I think it would really serve them well because that's that's when guys get really good is it depending on what room they're in, you know? Like, that's probably where you got so freaking good was in the summertime. Yeah, and, and not only that, you know, I, and I think about it, and you know, I think you're you're – you're exactly right. Um, but you know, if, if I had a chance to kind of do it all over again, I probably would have went the route of, I think you did it as well. Listening to your podcast and Roberts, maybe you went to a pretty solid community college for a couple of years just to continue to get better. Because again, I was only three years into it and I wasn't even near the top of my game. So putting me against really solid college people, I needed to mature a little bit physically and mentally. I mean, really, right. I mean, I, I did. Um, but I, I should have went maybe to a Colby or a garden city and just spent a couple of years, you know, and I probably could have wrestled, you know, in college and done well, but my, my head just wasn't in it. You know, I went and played football for a year at a, a school called uh, Graceland. It's NAI plays like Baker university, Washburn. And I just returned kickoffs and punts as a freshman in college. And, you know, had it been different, maybe I would have been able to wrestle, wrestle at a better college. So I don't know. You know, it's it's one of my biggest regrets also that I didn't go to Colby because they offered me a, a scholarship. And I love Jody Thompson, the guy that was at the head coach at LeBet. And I made some friends that I'm still friends with. But I would have been on this. I would have been a freshman when uh, when Brian was, I think, a, a third year sophomore because he had an injury. Um, I would have been on the same team with him. And I think that would have been really good because it would have been Wade Anderson at 34, hopefully me at 42 if I could have made the team. And Brian was at 50 or 58. And I think that would have been really good for me to be around him and, and to work out with him. Um, and I've said this before, if I could do it again, I would probably just walk on somewhere like Iowa and get the shit beat out of me and see how good I could have got, you know? Right. Um, so you did, you did play football one year in, in, uh, in college. Yeah. Yeah. Just like I said, return kickoffs and punts made a lot of great relationships with people like Tom Drinkwater, John Chalman, um, Matt Docksetter, some, you know, Rhode Island to Washington to Iowa. Um, and like I said, it was just a little NAIA school, but they had a decent little football program and um, just went down there. And like I said, returned kickoffs for a year and, and, and did that. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, 
we're running out of time, but I did want to ask you, what do you remember about uh, Brian getting stabbed and shot? Do you have much memory of that? Um, so it, the crazy thing is, so the shot thing, I wasn't around. I remember I got a call. So I was in college, right? I think he was out uh, probably boozing it up in high school. He was probably a senior, right? So I, I must have been at Graceland at the time. But I remember my mom calling me and it was it was terribly scary, you know, because I'd been close with Brian forever. And I think we thought he might have died because I don't know if he told you, I think he got stabbed like five times and got shot. Like, what is he, 50 cent? Like, who recovers from that stuff? Like, that's crazy, you know, but of course, like he's tougher than a bullet. So, um, yeah, I just remember my mom calling me and it was crazy. And I don't know if I came back, you know, once he was in the hospital to, to say hi and see how he's doing. But that's nuts, man. And then the fact we got shot out, I mean, that is just and that was in Turner, you know. And those weren't even people that didn't like him. Those were just people that didn't like anybody. Not only did he recover, but I think he was wrestling in college at the time. And he wrestled like that year, like three weeks later, some crazy shit. Yeah, he thinks he's Rambo. Like sometimes he's a dipshit. You know, I mean, honestly, I heard him on your pod and I'm like, what? Like, I didn't even know that, dude. Like who? But, you know, I mean, stitching it up himself out in the woods, just whatever. Throwing some peroxide on it so it doesn't get infected. He's a knucklehead sometimes. Oh, man. He's a freaking beast. He still is, you know? Yeah, he's, he's amazing. He's one of those dudes, man, that one, you're lucky to call him your friend. Two, he'll always stand by your side. You know what I'm saying? He just, he's got a small group of friends and he's, he's solid as a rock. And you need those people in your life, you know? Because not every, there are a lot of people that are wishy-washy and that's not him. I've, uh, I've had friends this year that uh, I thought where I was going to be friends with forever and I'm not now. And I'm like, really? I just, you know, but Brian is that guy. And I remember that my, I remember a guy named Willie Burns who, who uh, was tougher than nails too. Uh, he said to me one time, he goes, you don't let your friend get beat up, man. I don't care if it is one-on-one. -on -one. And that, <laughs> that reminds me of uh, the Brian Roberts mentality. Yeah, that's the other reason I never lost a fight because I was always like right shoulder to shoulder with him. One, either they caught me, they, they had to catch me running around a corner away from him, or two, I was always right next to Brian. So it was always a good spot. I started to tell this earlier, and I told it on the podcast I did with him. If I was in Turner and I was at a party, and back then there would be, there would be guys that were like 40 hanging out at high school parties, and mm -hmm. they would always start, they would act like they were going to start shit with me. And I would immediately pull the Brian Roberts card. I'd be like, you know, Brian Roberts? Yeah, I used to be, used to be on the same kids team together. And they'd be like, you know, Roberts? Okay. Him and Pete Hall. Do you have much memory of Pete Hall? Uh, yeah. So Pete used to, um, you know, used to wrestle with us. And I think maybe he's in law enforcement now or something is maybe what I heard. But um, super good guy. Great wrestler. Um, I, I think I was in the grade with his brother, Michael. Maybe is it Michael Hall. I played football with him. Yeah, Pete was a stud, man. He was just gritty. You know, he was just a gritty dude. Did you know him pretty well? Um, yeah, he used to wrestle with my brother, and uh, I think they were like at, in, at the same in the same like hundred pound weight class together. And Pete had just started, and so Jimmy beat him pretty good. But then as the year progressed, Pete dropped down to ninety five and won kid state that year, his very first year. And I remember he was so strong, he could just freaking cradle anybody. Yeah, yeah, he was like, uh, what's the guy? Uh, Penn State, Bo. Nickel. Yeah, Bo Nickel, the big cradler, right? He'll cradle, he'll cradle you like, uh, what's his face from Shawnee Heights would grab your ankle across the mat. Like he was nuts. 
I'm still kind of pissed. So as we like, as we wrap this up that I could have been a three timer and kids and I didn't even know I could like, I'm so mad. <laughs> I'm so mad at you for bringing that up. <laughs> I can't believe your coach has never told you. I can't either, man. Gosh, darn it. Uh, well, I'll let you get out of here, but uh, if there was something I was going to ask you, um, what's the best part about being a dad for you? What can I look forward to? Man, just um, the memories, right. And being able, I mean, it was, you know, I, I've, I've been in two separate marriages, so I have my daughters. So it's, it's cooking with your kids. It's going to the park. It's pushing them on the swing. Right. And all those memories are fleeting. I mean, they go away fairly quickly, right. It's watching them in dance and it's the time that you spend in the car with them, taking them to dance, right. And making sure that it's impactful. And now with Sully, it's going to his games and rooting him on and trying to be a coach, but not getting too much in his face. Um, and just, yeah, I, I love, you know, because I see it on Facebook and stuff, the love that you have for your little one, man. It's it's fun to watch. And I'm sure reciproc differently. You see it with me. I did. I was looking for a big word, man, but I mean, you know where I'm from. I couldn't get it out of my mouth. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's fun to do that stuff, you know, and then you watch him do great things, whether it's my daughter in dance or cheerleading or gymnastics and now it's Sully with, you know, basketball and baseball and you watch him progress and we're just raising good kids, good humans. You know, that's it for me and my wife. And, even with my daughters, you just raise good humans that contribute to society and they're good people. And at the end of the day, that's all I want. So. Yeah. Micah's three now. And I can't imagine loving anything more than I do him and just watching him grow every day and start to talk and all that. Um, and he's funny and he loves for me to body slam him. And I don't know if he's going to want to wrestle. I hope he does. Cause it's one of the <laughs> I know anything about, but, uh, anyway, we'll see. Um, I did want to say this. I know you're still salty about losing in the state finals to Andy, but you can take some solace in the fact that between the two of you, you had to be the best looking state finals there ever was. Hundred And we actually got that award. I don't know if you did that, that year, they gave the best looking um, for first and second. So it's cool that you said that it was kind of a little, they tried it that year. We got an award. I burned that as well with the VHS tape because I was still, I was still salty, but yeah, we got that award. So you don't have that match on tape anywhere. No, man, I got rid of it. And don't even tell me that Andy does. Cause I'll burn that too. <laughs> well, dude, I don't think I've ever laughed this much on a podcast. Uh, even a comedy podcast. I haven't, I haven't laughed this much. You're a really funny dude and you got great stories. And, uh, I really take, appreciate you taking the time to do this. I know you're a busy guy as well. So, uh, thank you so much. Is there anything you want to say before we get out of here? No, man. I just appreciate you doing this. Keep on keeping on, right? It, this is awesome, man. The stories, the people that you have on, um, just you kind of reliving the memories is fun. I don't want to do it all the time because then I'm, I'm that guy, but uh, I like this. This is a good, and you know, it, it's funny too, because when you get in good dialogue with somebody, because I'm in sales and you get good fluid dialogue, like I'm looking at my clock, it's been 55 minutes and it feels like it's been about 10 minutes. And a lot of that is you, right? It's a person kind of running the meeting and asking the questions. So the fact that you do your research, you're engaged, and you ask thoughtful questions, I appreciate it. This was fun. And I love it. And I really appreciate you doing it. And uh, there's so many other things I wanted to ask you about, but we don't have time to. So uh, give Sully my best and, uh, and the rest of the family. And uh, yeah, there was something else I was going to ask you. And as soon as, I, as soon as I get off here with you, I'm going to be like, damn it. That's all right. We can set up another 15 minute. We can, how about you start doing mini podcasts? You could blow that out too. Like after the fact, you know, in sales, sometimes when we have these big discovery meetings that are 90 minutes long, 
And then you tell them, hey, after this, I'm probably not going to get all the questions that I wanted. But what I'd like to be able to do is follow up with each of you individually for maybe 15, 20 minutes as a one off. Start doing mini podcasts for the quite it'll be called the questions I forgot. That's a great idea, dude. All right. All right, man. <laughs> I'll talk to you. We're going to be on here. Um, God bless you, dude. Thank you so much, Ryan. All right, bud. We'll chat with you later. Bye, Timmy. All right, everybody. Ryan McCracken. Uh, you know, I say it all the time after I do these podcasts, but this is the, the, the best part about doing these is, is getting to know these guys a little bit. And, uh, you know, Ryan's very modest about, about his accomplishments, but man, what a freaking stud. When I was younger, uh, I, I looked up to him so much. The dude was always tan. He was always wearing like a wife beater so you could see how yoked he was. And uh, <laughs> and back then, the mullet was – you couldn't have a cooler thing as a wrestler than a freaking mullet. And uh, I know some of the guys rock it these days, but uh, nobody rocked it quite like Ryan McCracken. I meant to tell him that I was going to be in Kansas City October of next year, uh, but I got plenty of time to tell him about that. Because him and Andy came to one of my shows. And that's another great thing about wrestling. Some of the best friends that I had growing up um, were guys that I wrestled and had good matches with. You know, Derek Lane and I, we were like 10 or 11. We wrestled two times, and uh, he beat me the first time, and I beat him the second time. And after that, we were just inseparable. Um, and so that's why I think it's so cool that him and Andy Ross are still friends. And, uh, and you know, I did that podcast. You, should, you haven't seen it with uh, – Matt Biles and Chris Hernandez, um, you know, it, it's just really cool to see guys who I, I don't think anything bonds you to another person like trying to kill them. <laughs> so as always, we go to making it happen, M-A-C-A-N-It-Happen.com. Help out little Bo Macon and his family. And uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel if you have not. Uh, a lot of good things are coming, and I appreciate all of you guys and your support. And that's it. God bless all of you. Have a great day. Do us both a favor and click on that subscribe button.